This is RCT number 34, I Believe in the Holy Ghost. RCT stands for the Roman Catechism of Trent. We are on pages 93 to 95. This is the Creed, Article 8, Section B. God give you his peace, and nomine patri sefiti, et spiritu santi. Amen. O heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, who art everywhere present and fillest all things, treasury of good things and giver of life, Come and dwell in us, and cleanse us of all impurity, and save our souls, O good one. In omnipati sefiti, spiritu santi. Amen. Now before we start, many of you have heard of that 4th century heresy called Arianism. That heresy of Arianism taught that Christ was a creature, but not the creator. Of course, we know this is false because God the Father is God, God the Son is God, and God the Holy Spirit is God. So the Arians in the 4th century taught that not only was the Son created, but also the Holy Spirit was a creature, not God. So that's an error, of course. But amazingly, even today, many people who consider themselves Christian do not know that the Holy Spirit is God. So today, listen closely to this opening section with proof from the sacred scriptures that the Holy Spirit is indeed God. So the Roman Catechism of Trent today reads, I believe in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is equal to the Father and the Son. The people, when once acquainted with the meaning of his name, should first of all be taught that the Holy Spirit is equally God with the Father and the Son, equally omnipotent and eternal, infinitely perfect, the supreme good, infinitely wise, and of the same nature as the Father and the Son. All this is obviously enough implied by the force of the word in when we say, I believe in the Holy Ghost. For this preposition is prefixed to each person of the Trinity in order to express the exact nature of our faith. The divinity of the Holy Ghost is also clearly established by many passages of Scripture. When in the Acts of the Apostles, St. Peter says, Ananias, why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? He immediately adds, Thou hast not lied to men, but to God. Acts chapter 5, verse 4, calling him God, to whom he had just before given the name Holy Ghost. The Apostle also, writing to the Corinthians, interprets what he says of God as said of the Holy Ghost. There are, he says, diversities of operations, but the same God, who worketh all in all. But, he continues, all these things, one and the same Spirit worketh, dividing to everyone according as he will. See 1 Corinthians 12. In the Acts of the Apostles also, what the prophets attribute to God alone, St. Paul ascribes to the Holy Ghost. Thus Isaiah had said, I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send? And he said, Go, and thou shalt say to this people, Blind the heart of this people, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears. Isaiah 6. Having cited these words, the Apostle adds, Well did the Holy Ghost speak to our fathers by Isaiah the prophet. See Acts 28-25. Again, the sacred scriptures join the person of the Holy Ghost to those of the Father and the Son, as, for example, when baptism is commanded to be administered in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. There is thus no room left us of doubting the truth of this mystery. For if the Father is God and the Son God, we must admit that the Holy Ghost, who is united with them in the same degree of honor, is also God. Besides, baptism administered in the name of any creature can be of no effect, 
Were you baptized in the name of Paul? 1 Corinthians 1.13 says the apostle, to show that such baptism could have availed nothing to salvation. Since, therefore, we are baptized in the name of the Holy Ghost, we must acknowledge the Holy Ghost to be God. This same order of the three persons which proves the divinity of the Holy Ghost is also found in the epistle of St. John. There are three who give testimony in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one, 1 John 5, 7, and also in the noble eulogy of the Holy Trinity with which the divine praises and the Psalms are concluded, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Finally, what most strongly confirms this truth is the fact that Holy Scripture assigns to the Holy Ghost whatever attributes we believe proper to God. Wherefore to him is ascribed the honor of temples, as when the Apostle says, Know you not that your members are the temple of the Holy Ghost? 1 Corinthians 6.19 Scripture also attributes to him the power to sanctify, to vivify, to search the depths of God. See 2 Thessalonians 2, 2 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 2, to speak by the prophets, 2 Peter 1.21, and to be present in all places, wisdom chapter 1, verse 7, all of which can be attributed to God alone. Me again, one of the strongest proofs we just heard that the Son and the Holy Spirit are equal to the Father is the command to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. If one was the creator and then the other two creatures, it wouldn't make sense to treat them equally in baptism. But that's exactly our Lord's own Trinitarian words at the end of Matthew's Gospel. So there is one substance and divine essence to the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, infinite God, and three eternal persons. Okay, the Roman Catechism of Trent again. The Holy Ghost is distinct from the Father and the Son. The pastor should also accurately explain to the faithful that the Holy Ghost is not only God, but that we must also confess that he is the third person of the divine nature, distinct from the Father and the Son, and produced by their will. To say nothing of other testimonies of Scripture, the form of baptism taught by our Redeemer, our Redeemer Matthew 28:19, shows most clearly that the Holy Ghost is the third person, self-existent in the divine nature and distinct from the other persons. It is a doctrine taught also by the Apostle when he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the charity of God and the communication of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. See 2 Corinthians 13.13. 13. The same truth is still more explicitly declared in these words added to this article of the Creed by the fathers of the First Council of Constantinople to refute the impious folly of Macedonius and in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who together with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who spoke... By the prophets. Me again, as I said last time in the last RCT, there are two debates, not just two sides, but two debates on the Filioque. And here's the two debates. One, what is the reality of the processions in the Trinity? And two, can you ever add anything to a creed? As I said last time, I think the second one is more up for debate than the first. But as to the first, let's go over the Filioque one last time and we'll use the verb to come instead of eternally proceeds just so we can touch on the basics in a basic manner. So, all Roman Catholics and Greek Orthodox believe the Holy Spirit comes from the Father. Only Catholics believe the Holy Spirit comes from the Father and the Son. Or another way to put it even more basically is, 
All Roman Catholics and Greek Orthodox believe the Holy Spirit comes from the Father. Only Catholics believe the Holy Spirit comes from the Son. Those words, and the Son, that we say in the Creed in the West, that is filioque. Filioque means, and the Son, in Latin. Thus, if you're a Roman Catholic, you believe in the filioque. Now, of course, we can point to many Latin fathers who believed in the filioque, but we can also point to Eastern fathers who believe this. This is why I think this disproves the Eastern Orthodox position. Now, the quotes I'm going to give you, some of the Eastern Orthodox, they do some weird things like this. They say, well, the internal possessions of the Trinity are different from what happens in history. And then Palamos goes into uncreated energies that come out that, and it's not really clear if these changing energies are divine or not. So there's a lot of uh, mental gymnastics to get around these. But really, um, if we believe the Holy Spirit is truth, then we're not going to believe any of these mental gymnastics. So again, here are some quotes from Eastern Fathers proving the filioque that the Holy Spirit comes from not just the Father, but also the Son. So first here, we will look at St. Athanasius. As you know, St. Athanasius was from Alexandria, Egypt meaning he is an early Eastern Church father who taught the Filioque. And we mentioned the heresy of Arianism at the beginning of this podcast and how those heretics believed the Holy Spirit was not God. Well, as you listen to this quote, St. Athanasius, Athanasius here insists that not only is the Holy Spirit God, but that whatever he has comes from the Father and the Word, capital W Word, which is Logos, which is the eternal Word, which is Jesus Christ himself. So here's this quote from St. Athanasius, and the first half of this quote is against the Arians, but the last part of this can be taken for anyone who doubts the filioque. So St. Athanasius writes, quote, What then is our likeness and equality to the Son? Rather are not the Arians confuted on every side, and especially by John, that the Son is in the Father in one way, and we become in him in another, and that neither we shall ever be as he, nor is the word as we, except they shall dare as commonly so now to say that the Son also by participation of the Spirit and by improvement of conduct came to be himself also in the Father. But here again is an excess of irreligion, even in admitting the thought. For he, as has been said, gives to the Spirit, and whatever the Spirit has, he has from the Word. End quote. That's St. Athanasius' third discourse against the Arians. So that's the 4th century, an Eastern father, saying, whatever the Holy Spirit has, he has from the eternal word who is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit has everything he has from the Father, and the Holy Spirit has everything he has from the Son. Right there, right out of St. Athanasius. Okay, and then next is St. Gregory of Nyssa. He's another Eastern Father, but this one's from Cappadocia, found in modern-day Turkey. Now, the Eastern Fathers often say the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father through the Son, through being dia in Greek. But St. Thomas Aquinas says that holding through, that word through, that's no slight against the filioque. So St. Gregory, Gregory of Nyssa wrote, quote, The Father conveys the notion of unoriginate, unbegotten, and Father always. The only begotten Son is understood along with the Father, coming from him but inseparably joined to him. Through the Son and with the Father immediately, and before any vague and unfounded concept interposes between them, the Holy Spirit is also perceived conjointly, end quote. That's St. Gregory of Nyssa against Eunomius, chapter 1, also a 4th century quote. So notice again, the Father is the origin, and the Holy Spirit proceeds from him and through the Son, 
according to St. Gregory of Nyssa. And we'll close with another early Egyptian saint, this time from the 5th century, still considered a church father in the 5th century. St. Cyril of Alexandria writes, quote, Since the Holy Spirit, when he is in us, affects our being conformed to God, and he actually proceeds from Father and Son, it is abundantly clear that he is of the divine essence, in it of essence and proceeding from it, end quote. St. Cyril of Alexandria, Treasury of the Holy and Consubstantial Trinity, number 34, again, 5th century. So right there we had, since the Holy Spirit, when he is in us, affects our being conformed to God, and he actually proceeds from the Father and the Son, it is abundantly clear that he is of the divine essence. And again, you have some Orthodox who say, well, that just applies to history, not who he is in and of himself. But then it would seem you're making him a deceiver if there's that much of a difference between his revelation and who he is in and of himself. God can never be deceived, and God can never deceive. Please say an Our Father for me at benedictio Deumne Potentis, Patris Affidi, et Spiritus Santi, descended super vos, et maniat semper. Amen.